Hello and welcome everyone back to the Reader Copy Podcast, the comic podcast about comic books. It is Wednesday, April the 21st, I think, probably. It is, yes, the 21st, uh, of course. It's the 21st, okay. it's Duh, today. I knew that, yeah. I knew that. Yeah, it's today. It's, it's today. It's the day you're listening, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, my name is Chris. I am joined by my co-host, Daniel. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm, uh, I'm feeling pretty good right now. I just came back from my uh, first dose of the vaccine. Mm. You know, I did have some reactions. Actions. My muscles started to grow swole. I started had a sudden <laughs> urge to to fight for our country. You know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I it just, only makes you more of what you already are. Exactly. I I have a certain urge to wear red, white, and blue. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I got the Johnson Johnson shot, and they ran tests on me, and they imprisoned me for thirty years. Oh, it's so dark. <laughs> Oh, wait till the second one uh, comes by. See if I feel indifferent. <laughs> <laughs> Which one did you get? Uh, Moderna. Moderna. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I honestly, I did get the Johnson Johnson like a week before they stopped distributing it. Uh huh. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Without the whole news and everything. Yeah. Well, I I don't know. Yours is quick and easy though. You're feeling fine now, right? Yeah. I barely had any side effects. I was a little sore for like a day, but other than that, like it was fine. Like we went we went hiking the day. After. <laughs> I don't want that if you're fine. <laughs> it was a rough one. What was your my most layered bubblegum? What was yours? <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because like, I was joking with my friends that I got the Johnson Johnson one. Yeah. And I was kidding around like right when they're injecting, I was like, breaking news, don't take the Johnson Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> But honestly, like, it's like, what, six cases out of like 7 million doses yes. that there was a problem. Yeah. Um, considering all the news, they're saying like, maybe it's probably worth it just having it stay in place. But I don't know. If, I think they know what they're doing. I don't know. I think we'll it's probably return in a little bit. We don't know. But whatever. I mean, in, in a year, we'll all have to get another round anyway. So it doesn't matter what you got. Oh, is that what it is? It's uh, I didn't know it's like a yearly thing now. Is it? I, well, I heard the Pfizer people say like, you might need a third dose after like 12 months. Okay. 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 I see. Yeah. I wonder what flavor it'll be that time around. Um, yeah, I, I feel fine. I don't think there's, for me, there's no, I, I'm not worried about getting the Johnson Johnson one. If you were worried about it, then you probably are skeptical about all of them. So maybe don't get it if you don't want to. But I mean, like if they offered me the Johnson Johnson again, I would still take it. I think so. I think so. I mean, with mine, like when I hear Russian words around me, sometimes I feel like a sudden urge to go on a rampage, start killing people. <laughs> I mean, I can climb on walls now, but that I don't know if that... Maybe I could have done that before. Yeah. Maybe my skin was this green. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, do you want to explain to the new listeners how this show works? Absolutely. Here at the Reader Copy Podcast, we chop it up into three different parts. First up, we'll run through the comic book news that came in this week. And then in the middle, we'll talk about a great comic. This time, we're going to be doing a Mortal Kombat comic book. Mortal Kombat! <laughs> Uh, and then we will finish up with our side stories where we just talk about whatever we've been doing, whatever we've been doing to keep ourselves entertained during the week. All right, let's get into the news then. Not a whole lot of news this week. No. Slow news week, kind of. But um, a couple of things I do want to mention. Lucy Liu has been announced that she's going to be cast in the next Shazam movie. Right. Shazam Fury of the Gods. She's going to be playing Calypso, mm-hmm. uh, supposedly the sister of Hespera, Helen Mirren's character. Helen Mirren um, is going to be playing like the main villain, I think, the main antagonist. And um, Calypso is like her sidekick, I guess, or something like that. 
What is interesting is I think these are like real Greek mythology characters or beings or whatever, but they're, I don't know if they're actually in the comics. Yeah, I think these are, you know, legit Greek gods, but there's no uh, characters like these in the comic book series and the DC storyline. I guess they're playing loose with it, having, you know, just a fair game introducing some of these Greek gods because um, they can do whatever they want when we're dealing with uh, a mythos that's centuries old. I mean, right. Yeah. yeah millennia old. As we know, Shazam gets his powers from like the Greek gods and they have their own lore that they could pull from. It doesn't have to be from the comic books. Um, what's weird though is like he, Shazam, gets his powers from the Greek gods, but isn't like Wonder Woman also tied to the Greek gods in a way? Yeah, I I don't know how they're going to play around with that. I know, I wonder if this is maybe Earth 2 uh, with them in it. Are they in Earth okay. 2 or Earth 1? I don't know. They don't really explain. Like they have a Superman, they have a Batman, but they never show them in the Shazam movie. We see Superman's body, but we don't know like, yeah. if it's Henry Cavill. I was going to point to the uh, that toy scene where they, they threw a Superman and a Batman was in there. So we know <laughs> yeah. those two are in the world. No real right. indication of a Wonder Woman, a Gal Gadot, maybe a counterpart, a different actress playing that character in this. So I don't know yeah. if they're somehow related or whatever. Yeah, I I have a feeling they're going to separate them. They're not going to include them in the Snyderverse, if if you want to call it what that is. Still, yeah. Yeah, but um, I honestly, I really enjoyed the first one. It was kind of like a surprise for me. It was uh, a lot funner than the regular um, DC fanfare at the time, you know? Yeah. I mean, it was, Snyder's... Uh, kind of vibe is a lot more darker with this stuff. Um, this was a nice turn, and I guess it's a different company making it, right? It's like New Line, so it's a different... It's New Line, yeah. Totally different. They can go a different vibe with it. Um, I'm looking forward to... Is uh, Black Adam showing up in this? He is, right? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he does. I think... I don't know the order of which these come out. I think Black Adam comes out first, and yeah. then this one. So he might be like a end credit or like a post i don't know at the end of the movie show up or something like that that'd be kind of cool um he kind of was in the first one i guess so in that like um small little snippet of like hearkening back to the champion they made a mistake on mm-hmm. right which is him yeah um yeah so i wonder where he's been this whole time has he been asleep can he maybe be uh some someone that already knows his characters calypso and uh hespera maybe mm. he's the one bringing them out and kind of throwing individuals at shazam so that he's weaker and when he takes them on yeah he he was making tequila i think that's what he was doing <laughs> he's making an <laughs> army of tequila tequila influencers <laughs> on, on instagram <laughs> yeah he's been hanging out with kevin hart kevin hart <laughs> What about the weird poll that was out that um, like a lot of people would consider The Rock becoming president of the United States? Yeah, I mean, it's easy to vote in a poll, but like when it really <laughs> came down to it. That's like literally elections. No, but I mean, like when that matters, are you going to vote for The Rock? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that on the ballot. It's like Dwayne The Rock Johnson as, of course, that the Black Adam <laughs> <laughs> like on, on the whole thing it says all that it's like black adam and shazam 2024 2024 <laughs> uh but yeah this movie comes out in june 2023 so we're still a ways away like over a year over two years away i i want i don't know like what the state of dc will be by that time i know yeah i mean everything got pushed back I think these have got to be happening at least. Like we're these are not going away. I wonder if we're gonna yeah. get past Shazam too. Like I think it could continue that. 
it's I think these guys are kind of playing in their different corner. All this other hullabaloo with things getting mm. shuffling around. I think it's not going to influence them too much, and we might get a Shazam three, a, a Black Adam two, possibly, maybe. Yeah. I mean, if we can, antiheroes are the thing now with, with Venom and everything. I mean, the fact that he's getting his own movie is kind of crazy already. Yeah, by that time, maybe we have um, the Superman reboot, maybe like on its way already. So DC could be like totally different in two years. Yeah, everyone wants to see that smash up of uh like shazam um taping up with superman to take out black adam just because they're all three of them are so super cool. powered that'd be awesome i would love for them to reenact the scene in kingdom come when like superman's like down on the ground and shazam's like standing on top of him <laughs> yeah that, that kind of twist of who's the hero now i guess you know yeah that'd be kind of cool i want to see um when he's like hugging superman and he calls out shazam and the thunderbolt strikes Ooh, yeah. superman straight in the chest but it doesn't get to him so he doesn't change back into billy batson and it just mm-hmm. keeps striking him and striking him i want to see that scene <laughs> so we just want to see shazam fight superman uh, yeah yeah maybe black adam's the one he's the bad guy you know interchangeable yeah. they, you know <laughs> zach levi dwayne johnson look alike so it doesn't matter <laughs> i think it's cool that helen mirren and lucy Liu are like the villains we have two female antagonists i think it's Reminiscent of like um, Thor Ragnarok, where like um, uh, Kate Blanchett was like one. Of, I still think she's like one of the best MCU villains. So I'm eager to see what Helen Mirren can do uh, in the DC universe. Um, what's your favorite Lucy Liu movie? Uh, probably, probably Charlie's Angels, the first one. I know she's in Kill Bill, but I mean, Charlie's Angels is like yeah, a third Kill of the, cool. the, the cast. Yeah, I mean, it's cool, but um, I don't know. I, I do you like the second Charlie's Angels full throttle? I, I do not. I I kind of don't. Remember. <laughs> it to be honest the first one was like this is a cheesy movie it's kind of fun it's appealing to guys probably but it was like also <laughs> girls in a different way but uh, i thought it was okay for, for its time I, I know it was rebooting something already yeah i was surprised when they cast lucy lewis i haven't seen her in anything in a while but i, I guess i still won't for a while because it's not coming out for another two years <laughs> Uh, um, moving on, switching over to Marvel now, talking about old movies. Do you remember the Spider-Man 2? Oh, yes. Yeah, Spider-Man 2? You're talking about, of course, uh, Far From Home, right? No, no. The Sp- the first Spider-Man 2. <laughs> oh, amazing. Amazing Spider-Man 2. No, no, no. no. The, the, the Spider-Man 2, which was a sequel to the first Spider-Man. Sequel to the first Spider-Man. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. The one with, with uh, Topher Grace, right? As this Venom. <laughs> I'm talking about the one with Doc Ock, played by uh, Alfred Molina, and it is confirmed that he's in the next Spider-Man. He was in Spider-Man 2, and now he's going to be in Spider-Man 3, none of which are like, really connected. <laughs> I mean, it only makes sense if you think about it, counting down. It just makes sense, of course. <laughs> um, he's reprising his role as Doc Ock in a different, I don't know, what he, it's the same franchise but it's a different reboot like it's they had a whole nother reboot in between his movie totally <laughs> i mean in his in his story in his movie he was in he died at the end of the movie yeah remember that he died yeah. um he changed um toby mcguire spider-man changed his heart and said like okay i will sacrifice myself push this like weird son that he made and push it down into the into the waters you know taking his own life to save right. uh, the earth right right do you think that thing exploded and pushed him into another dimension oh wow and then the other dimension he's not surrounded by water and he can breathe he, <laughs> he can die. breathe and he brought jamie fox with him <laughs> interesting 
I didn't consider that. I thought, okay, so, so we know he's going to be in Spider-Man 3. He's going to have to be alive somehow. Yeah. It, it, By Spider-Man 3, we're talking Spider-Man, was it No Way Home? Yes. With Tom right. Holland. Correct, correct. <laughs> okay. And um, somehow they're going to have to bring him back to life or he never died as we thought he did in Spider-Man 2. I thought maybe someone is jumping around in different dimensions and pulling in maybe Spider-Man villains of different universes and using making a team of his own. What do you think about that idea? Yeah, I think that'd be cool. I, I really think because of who they're getting, um, all these villains from different dimensions, and it could be their version of the Sinister Six. Yes, yes. But who's doing it? So, you know, Keaton, he's in prison right now, but he's really seemed like he was, uh, his vulture seems like a mastermind at this point, the way he's talking to, I think, uh, Scorpion. Scorpion, right? yeah. When he okay. brushed shoulders with him. Maybe, I mean, going to different dimensions seems like out of his league in his sure in his uh, he, field. He's, he's pretty much a garbage man, right? Yeah, construction <laughs> guy. I don't know what it is. Um, but so maybe Kingpin could that could that be too much Kingpin. for from the animated Spider-Man movie? Because in, in the <laughs> we just have like one animated character throughout the whole live action show. <laughs> it's like a Roger Rabbit yeah. situation. Um, maybe because because in that's one in the animated it was Kingpin that created the entire like multi-dimensional technology funded it and everything that could work maybe that's that doesn't make sense because it's he's like more of a daredevil character now I don't know so let's say it is Sinister Six we got um, Jamie Foxx coming back we got an Electro well Doc Ock is there um, Michael Keaton's Vulture is there and let's say we include Scorpion that's four of the six Yes. Uh, what are we, what are we filling this out with? We got Morbius. We got yourself so Jared Leto. Sure. Is is yeah. he a bad guy at the end of the day? We don't know. I mean, Michael Keaton is in Morbius as we've seen in his trailer. Yes. We could have Tom Hardy um you know, his role as Bane, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you think Mysterio's really dead? Mysterio. Yeah. Oh, Ray right. Mysterio. Ray Mysterio. <laughs> you know, he, he's got all these tricks up his sleeve. He can put a, a one over on Spider-Man right in front of him in the mm-hmm. world. I think maybe he is not dead and he just had another hologram, one last hologram to, to sneak out. In the comics, Mysterio is like a dimension hopper. He goes from Miles Morales' dimension and Peter Parker's dimension all the time or, or um, the Ultimates universe and, and the main line one. So like maybe he has figured out he said he was from a multiverse in the yeah. movie uh, i i don't think he's that smart right <laughs> jake gyllenhaal jake gyllenhaal could jump dimensions but i there definitely is multiverse stuff going on here because dr strange i think is in the movie right right and he's supposedly the the hero that kind of provides the magic to maybe fix the interdimensional things right yeah okay i i mean we already know, like, I think Melina in an interview let out that this is right after he supposedly died. So there's got to be some yeah. reason how he comes back to life. I think moving into a different dimension works out. And it's kind of an interesting way right. to do it. Yeah. It's funny because he says, like, it's right after he died, which was in real time 17 years ago. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> so I think he said, like, they're going to do, like, some de-aging software on him to make it fit because he says, I'm not in that shape anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he can't, he's not as spry as he was 17 years ago. Uh yeah, I, I think Molina's kind of a cool dude too because he called he called uh he called that guy uh Bob Downey Jr. and yeah. <laughs> so I I heard that after Molina's kind of a cool dude so I, I'm happy he's coming back. I haven't seen him in much to be honest. I I've only ever seen him as Doc Ock. <laughs> I like that he's coming back. He's probably in my favorite Spider-Man movie. I like Spider-Man Two is probably still my favorite Spider-Man movie. It has my favorite comic book scene of 
all time, I think. And uh, those tentacles that he has are kind of scary. Oh, man, yeah. So to bring that into Tom Holland, which uh, the last movie had some scary scenes too when Mysterio was showing him like nightmare stuff. Imagine that with like Doc Ock's tentacles. I think it'd be pretty cool. I mean, you know I'm terrified of gigantic spiders. Somehow they always leak into Spider-Man movies. It makes sense. The spiders in Spider-Man movies? I don't like that. Who'd have thought? Who'd even link those together? Um, but yeah, Raimi, he is coming back to do Doctor Strange. Are they going to yeah. get his inputs on this character? You know? Marvel's tentacles themselves are getting so far out. They're pulling in old directors to, <laughs> to work on their stuff. So I think Melina Dockock is in good hands. So we heard this casting rumor a long time ago, but it was made official like this past week during an interview with Melina. The other big rumor is that Tommy McGuire, Andrew Garfield will appear in the movie, but that is yet to be confirmed. Almost, almost denied now. What, what is your like percentage that that's going to happen? Like, do you feel like, oh, it's still going to happen or is it less likely now to you or what? I'm honestly at like 50% on it. I think it's pretty likely it's going to happen because pretty likely like half. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's, that's kind of likely because I mean, the full out denying it. So I'm saying half is actually pretty likely. Because uh, I think I think like uh, it'd be interesting to have them in there. Just the prices and the the leeway they have on that is where the the what everyone's pointing to to them not joining, right? The amount of money they can uh, leverage to for them to join back. But I uh, think I think having them back would be cool because it's kind of a I think a parting way with Holland. I think he's not doing Spider Man much after this, right? Like he's is he calling it quits? No, I don't. I think he's in it for the long haul. Oh, really? Okay, maybe I'm wrong. I thought there's gonna be like a, a do away with Spider Man all and all but okay i don't know i I, what i think is there's a duo with spider-man in the mcu i think i think dr strange being in this movie is a signal that it's gonna be like the end of spider-man in the mcu he's gonna do something to cut ties and give spider-man his own dimension or whatever where he no longer interacts with the rest of marvel characters because sony and disney's contract is done well i don't know about that I know you were thinking that, but I mean, there's all these other characters he has to leave behind, right? Aunt May. Uh, no, MJ. I mean, the, she's going to go with him. That, that doesn't make sense either. The, they're all leaving this dimension and I don't know. The, we're going to have a school bus of all the Spider-Man adjacent characters and just pop them into a different dimension. Yeah, it's just straight down the line. You just cut it. Just just follow over there. <laughs> yeah. They just, all those characters, they don't remember the Avengers anymore. We'll put tape down again along the room. You, <laughs> you stay over there. Pick a side. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly think that's what's going to happen because, I mean, they have deals in place to, like, share these characters, but those deals run out. And I think this is the last movie in their current deal. And I could see a possibility where they don't sign another deal. It almost happened before. True, true. I mean, they're building up this whole universe without a Spider-Man even yet. Like, not even appearing in their, like, main movies with all these villain movies piling on top of each other. But there's no real indicator that Spider-Man's there yet. Maybe just that old, actually, graffiti of Spider-Man in the background of the Morbius trailer it's the wrong yeah. Spider-Man if that is true I don't know man I, I'd be pretty psyched if Tobey Maguire just came back and did like Spider-Man 4 <laughs> Ray- I mean they have Raimi again so they, maybe they can uh, just say it can work out <laughs> Uh, I, I'd be I'd be totally down for Spider-Man Four. I'd be it'd be cool if if Tobey Maguire shows up and he's like uh, Peter B. Parker, where he's kind of like slumpy or whatever. Yeah. And Andrew Garfield came back and he is like almost like dark, like because what's her name? Emma Stone died in his universe. Oh, right. 
and they cut his franchise short. Yeah. <laughs> what if he gets like the symbiote and he becomes just like the black suit Spider-Man? Oh, that'd be interesting. He that would be make really him cool. a villain. Yeah, make him a villain. That'd be cool. That'd be pretty cool. He's just the darker one, somewhat of a Spider-Man noir. Maybe he's like the the dark one of the, the Spider group and together, um, and also Venom's like in this different universe, whatever they're in. Yeah. Well, back to that graffiti thing. Do you think we Morbius is in the um, first Spider-Man franchise? He's he's in Duck Ox franchise because the graffiti was wrong, right? It's the well, Tobey I mean, Michael Keaton's in that movie. True. I don't know, dude. Just so much. I think they just messed up and used the wrong Spider-Man for the graffiti. Copy and paste. Okay. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> also, it's not from Toby Wright. It's from the video game. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> It's from the video game made a Tommy Maguire version of the suit, and then they use that image from the video game. Oh my god, we have to include this other Spider-Man. We have to have the video game Spider-Mans in this too. <laughs> we get Spider-Man from PS4, that entire franchise, right? Yep. But there's two different PS4 Spider-Mans because oh. remember they changed him for the PS5. <laughs> oh, that's true. Now we have to have PS2 Spider-Man in there, and he's all blocking compared to everyone else. <laughs> Uh, speaking of uh, all these Spider-Mans, um, I heard a rumor that for the Into the Spider-Verse sequel, the animated movie, yeah. we already got a teaser at the end of the first one that 2099 Spider-Man might be in it, right? Yes, yes, yes. Another Spider-Man that I heard they're trying to get in is the Spider-Man from the show, the cartoon show. Okay, I hear you. Yeah, the one with that vo- same voice actor. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. That was pretty interesting. I, yeah, I saw the name. I didn't recognize who it was until they said, oh, it's from the, the TV show. That, that uh, the Peter Parker that's wearing that like light blue shirt all the time. <laughs> and honestly, like that voice, like that's who I correlate with Peter Parker. Like it, it connects there. If I want to hear Peter Parker's voice, it's that guy. I, I can hear you. Yeah. For some reason, you know, the, well, the cartoons look more like the comic books. So maybe you read your comic books in those voices and it just makes yeah. sense, right? So, I mean, Sony has unlimited characters to deal with, even just within the Spider-Man verse, right? And even just within Spider-Man, they have a whole bunch <laughs> of Spider-Mans to use. So for them to cut ties with Disney, I think could be a possibility. That's true. Yeah. 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 But honestly, Disney is coming up with a bunch of more characters that they have yet to integrate including the X-Men and they're really hyping them up in the comics right now uh, apparently they're having the fans choose who's gonna be the new X-Men of the team and that right. poll has already finished up right yeah we were talking about that a couple of weeks ago and they had like a bunch of options for the fans to vote on um, I, I don't remember all of them but some of them were like Banshee and Boom Boom and Tempo and none of those characters actually got voted in the character that got voted in kind of unsurprising yeah is polaris polaris this is magneto's other daughter mm-hmm. uh polaris who has magnet abilities also right uh magnetization abilities and she's got green hair she's one of the main characters on gifted the x-men yeah. tv show uh yeah polaris I one her, i bet her popularity on that show is what made her uh the the fan's choice to be in the comic book um i was voting for banshee that's who i was rooting for that was second actually banshee got second like he yeah last it's, two it's cool i really like banshee but honestly like Polaris is not a bad pick. Um, I think she's lived like under the shadow of her father, who has the same powers as her. Totally right, right. Um, I think now she's living the shadow of her sister with Wanda. Right. I mean, if they are sisters, I don't know. But considering... Comic books. Wanda's... 
got a new show out and uh, i think polaris is you know maybe that's a, a bump up for her too yeah so they have like a new roster x-men's really changed a lot in the last since like hickman's run on it mm-hmm. with all of the mutants in the world living on krakoa now whether they're villain or hero they're all kind of just like working together as mutants like they're that's mutant nation kind of thing yeah their own society uh off away from all of the uh homo sapiens all the homo superior are living alone right. uh what was that one civilization they're trying to make and never worked out magnetos what, in the savage land oh is that what it was okay yeah where like all the means were gonna hang out together oh what? and like genosha genosha that's right and then i always <laughs> messed up because i mean magneto's the boss <laughs> Um, it's kind of cool how they they revealed the winner because in the story they're having this big gala thrown by the Hellfire Club and like in in the story is the same thing like in reality they're gonna announce the newest member of the X Men and they narrowed it down week by week with like digital comics oh like mini little short comics nice and every week like someone would get like eliminated so now finally it was down to the two it was Banshee and Polaris and Polaris won if you guys are curious that was in uh, the mini comic New X men that was by zeb wells david messina and rachel rosenberg yeah so definitely check that out um and continue reading the x-men comic books um there's a whole bunch now too there's like i don't know seven different lines of x-men i think x-men so, kind of sells i think yeah <laughs> i can't wait till they're in the mcu i'm i'm ready for it I, I just wonder how they're gonna introduce them it's like the hardest question in the world because how do you make these superheroes that are supposed to be you know the outsiders how are they gonna yeah. be outsiders when everyone your your neighbor has superpowers right <laughs> like there's so many superheroes <laughs> now in the world do you think they're gonna like like marvel is just gonna be like who cares about the avengers <laughs> after this <laughs> when the x-men show up no i know you want that because you love the x-men so much more <laughs> I don't think that's how it's going to go. Um, I, we always talk about this. I probably talk about it too much. But the Avengers campus in Disneyland. Yes, yes. Um, you know how in Disneyland, the staff that works that area are themed for that area. If you work in Fantasyland, you look like you live in Fantasyland. If you <laughs> yeah. work in the Star Wars area, you look like Stormtroopers or whatever, right? It's such an insult. You look like you live in Fantasyland. <laughs> <laughs> this is what they look like. They're okay. wearing dresses or whatever. Gotcha, gotcha. They look like Gaston. <laughs> What do the people that work in the Marvel area look like? Do they look like S.H.I.E.L.D. agents? Do they look like New Yorkers? I don't know what New they Yorkers. look like. <laughs> so, like, they have, like, people in character walking around like, Hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what do you think they look like? They're just like in costume or are they just dressed like normal people? I don't know. I guess I guess S.H.I.E.L.D. works. We're, we're on a campus, right? So maybe S.H.I.E.L.D. people make sense because it's like an Avengers tower or that Avengers base. Everyone, I guess the extras on the scenes look like they're just S.H.I.E.L.D. people, right? Yeah, but then there's also like the Sanctum there and like a Stark Industries area. I wonder if there's like Stark Industry workers. I don't know. I think it's just going to be the colors of whatever it is like how are we gonna have people in uh hank's pim kitchen like what's the what's the costume there is everyone gonna be wearing those like super suits where your your face is covered and everything <laughs> shrink down yeah yeah well, we'll see that oh spoiler alert we got tickets to the opening weekend of that so we're gonna be definitely going to that definitely definitely just just about time i think it was like the weekend after it opens up for for marvel land so perfect timing yeah like it opens on a friday and we're going that saturday so uh, I'm excited. We'll talk all about Marvel area in Disneyland and um, we'll get like the first scoop on it. Yeah, you were lucked out getting it, right? Like it's like super lucky. Super lucky. Like a lot of other people are, are in the virtual line for like 
hours. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? I'll talk about it in our side stories. Okay. So definitely stick around for that till the end um, because that is it for the news. Definitely want to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. That way you don't miss any of our episodes, any of our recap episodes that we're doing right now for Falcon and Winter Soldier. So just search Reader Copy Podcast in your podcast app. And if you would be so gracious, please rate us on uh, your specific podcasting platform that does a bunch for us, if that's Apple Podcasts, whatever. And also uh, let us know what comics you're reading, what uh, TV shows you're watching on all our social media. You can find us at the Reader Copy Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All right. Um, for the movie that's coming out on HBO Max this week. I chose this comic. Let's talk about Mortal Kombat. I am very excited for the Mortal Kombat movie coming out later this week. It is. That's right. Uh, I think on HBO Max and uh, theaters. Yeah. There's, like You could go to some place and watch it on a big screen, but I don't know what, what those things are anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, did you like the original movies? Crazy enough, I did. I well, actually the first one. I've seen the first yeah. one a bunch of times. I think I've never seen the second. Okay, you don't need to. <laughs> I think fairly recently, <laughs> I until fairly recently, I did not know it existed. I did <laughs> not might know. as well not. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're better off not knowing it existed. <laughs> okay, I'll just rewind. Does not exist. Um, gotcha. What about the video games? Of course, this is a video game. First, do you have like a history with the video games or the arcade machine? To be honest, I think zero. Like I've played it before here and there, visiting whatever uh, my cousin's house, and they had it. But I, I never had a Mortal Kombat game myself. Never got good yeah. at any of the characters. All right, but you know some of the characters, right? Yes, yes, I know they're just clone copies of each other, different colors, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Mortal Kombat games. There are, I think just recently, this past year, within a year, maybe a little bit over a year, um, they came out with Mortal Kombat 11 already. So 11, right. <laughs> X-I. They're going into Roman numerals. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely not a shortage of games. Um, yeah, man, I remember playing the first one. Really? First one? Is that what you play on their microwave or something? What was that on? <laughs> <laughs> well, it originally is a arcade machine first. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But I'm most of my gameplay was on the super nintendo and it only had like maybe like seven characters you could pick <laughs> but it had that special thing right where it's like images like pictures of actual people yeah so it wasn't like animated like street fighter it was like almost like a video of a person doing the moves when you did the move and when you're looking at it you're thinking this is this is real this is real people like it this, looks amazing I, right i just killed that guy <laughs> <laughs> i can't i can't believe they, they did this in the movie in the, in the game <laughs> So, yeah, definitely a long history of Mortal Kombat. Um, even a long history in the comic books because Mortal Kombat first came out on um, in the early 90s under Malibu Comics. Malibu Comics, okay. I have heard of them, yeah. Okay. Um, those comics are all right. I don't I don't think they're canon anymore. Oh, some, right? some of the comics are actually canon. Okay, I didn't expect yeah. that even. <laughs> okay, because today we're doing um, a lot later. I think this came out in 2015. Mm. We're doing Mortal Kombat X, which is Mortal Kombat 
Plant 10. Um, this one's published by DC Comics. Oh. And it is a prequel comic for Mortal Kombat 10, the video game, and it is canon. Oh, for real? Okay. Wow. Actually fits in line with everything. Um, you said it's under DC Comics. Wasn't there like a yeah. game where it's like DC characters versus Mortal Kombat characters? Exactly. Yeah, that's okay. how they got in line to do the comic books because there was like, uh, first it was just DC heroes, I think, or DC universe. Hmm. And it was like just DC characters, but it was in like the Mortal Kombat style of game. Oh, like Injustice, right? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Injustice? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we did like a, a comic, that comic a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I was freaking, are you serious right now? <laughs> and then they did Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Which that one I played and... Oh, yeah. That's not great. Oh, really? I, I don't know. It's like, I. it's fine. I, I'd rather just play Mortal Kombat. I'd rather just play Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. <laughs> I'd rather play Marvel vs. Capcom. <laughs> <laughs> So, so there are eleven games, and plus it's DC one. Are there other ones in between? Is there like yes. Mortal Kombat, Turbo Alpha? There's you know? a Mortal Kombat Sub Zero. I forgot what it's called, but it's like a Sub Zero action game where oh. it's like a side scroller because you know, like fighting games, like sideways, right? But it's not a fighting game. It's like an adventure game where you're moving side to side, and he's fighting other ninjas or something. I never played it. I don't think it was that good. Sounds like like the old school Ninja Gaiden's. Okay, kind of. Like like that but you play it as sub-zero sub-zero okay so yeah there's definitely more than just the 11 games but mainline mortal Kombat. um if you want to break down the story i think it's kind of like one two three was its own kind of like main story and i think that i could be wrong about this so don't quote me but roughly that's called like the nether realm war or something like that nether realm war gotcha huh. and that has to do with like um shang sung and shao khan <laughs> i'm gonna throw out a lot of names and if you don't know Mortal Kombat you're not gonna know what I'm talking about but it's fine because it's there's so many characters I can't go through the nitty-gritty of it really okay I think um, most Mortal Kombat characters will have just as much familiarity because it's just like who knows what who is <laughs> yeah um anyway uh okay let's let's really break it down now uh there's three main realms in Mortal Kombat there's more realms overall but the three main realms are earth realm we earth live in earth realm okay Midgard there's <laughs> <laughs> there's Outworld, which is like this other dimension that is like almost like ancient Aztec slash ancient Japan kind of thing. Okay. It's kind of more like ancient, but with its own cultures. They have like magic and stuff like that. It's more like warrior type people, right? Yeah. Okay. And then there's the Nether Realm, which is like almost like their hell. It's almost like a demon landscape. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Right. Um. Anyway, Mortal Kombat is a tournament that winner, the Earth Realm has to win so that the deal is that the <laughs> Outworld does not invade Earth Realm. So somebody made this deal. Yeah, just go with it. Okay, just <laughs> I, I hear the you. protector. The protector of Earth Realm is Raiden. He is the god of lightning. Okay, and he's the guy with like the pointy hat, like the rice patty hat, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna try to go quick. Go for it. Just go for it. We're not even. We're not even close to number ten yet. <laughs> we're not even close to the story. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. Earth Realm wins. Chao Khan, who is like the the big brute leader guy with like a skull mask. 
he gets defeated. Um, then there's like four, part four through part like eight maybe is like its own kind of thing. The main bad guy there is Shinnok and he's like this evil wizard guy, right? And, okay. I think he's equivalent to Raiden if Raiden was evil. And he is like the main bad guy. Um, at one point there, Liu Kang is like the hero of the story, right? Liu Kang. Yeah. He wins the tournament every time. Oh, he eventually really? dies though. He dies. Oh, he's and like the then, main character of the movie, right? The, the, yeah. Kind of. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he dies. So like other characters have to step up. Um, and then um, he comes <laughs> back as like a zombie, like evil Liu Kang. Oh, is this after he's in Beverly Hills Ninja? <laughs> 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 oh, man, that was a good movie. <laughs> Um, and then we finally get to like part, I think like around like nine, 10, 11, it's like its own kind of trilogy. Okay. Um, and that introduces the next generation. Um, so there's characters like Sonya Blade and Johnny Cage. They have a daughter and her name is Cassie Cage. And then, um, Jax, you know, Jax is the black guy with metal arms. Yes. So these are regular earth people, earth realm people. These are are like soldier people who protect earth. Gotcha. Um, uh, except Johnny Cage, he's an actor. (laughs) Um, Jax has a daughter named Jackie, right? Makes sense. Yeah. So that really just introduced the the next generation of Mortal Kombat people. Um, and remember Shao Kahn, he dies, right? So the new leader of Outworld is this guy named Kotal Kahn. And he looks like he has like blue skin. And he's not so much evil as Shao Kahn. Shao Kahn was like an evil dictator. This guy's the new leader, but he's kind of like lead with like force but i'm not evil kind of guy yeah i mean he's looking up for his people but he's aggressive about it i like this guy in this comic so far what all i know of him is this comic but okay okay um and then and then there's like these ancient clans of of ninjas uh scorpion everyone knows scorpion he's from one clan sub-zero's from another clan um scorpion was kind of like quote-unquote a bad guy because he he did like a spawn thing where he sold his soul to the devil to get power to get revenge right but throughout the com- uh, the story of Mortal Kombat he is lifted from that curse so now he's like a regular guy good ninja guy sure but every once in a while he can have a uh, ghost rider face like skull <laughs> yes. face if he wants yeah 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 good guy he can tap into the evil that he used to have okay okay still there all right um, so that brings us roughly to Mortal Kombat 10 and the prequel comic that we're doing today. Uh, it's called, um, the first trade that we're doing is, I think, the first four issues. Uh, it's called Mortal Kombat X Blood Ties. Nice. Okay. So Oof. these are like neckties that are covered in blood. <laughs> so we're done with the story. That was everything, right? That was everything. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Um, it is written by Sean Kittleson, and I will say this: he's writing the comic book, right? They love them so much that they made him write the next story for the video game. Oh man, they made him do it. <laughs> they hired he. They loved his writing for Mortal Kombat 10, the comic book, that he wrote the story for Mortal Kombat 11, the video game. Oh, dope. Okay, that's pretty yeah. cool. That's being smart about that. If um, you know, comics actually have to have stories, while video games, I don't know if that's so pressing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, he's a, he's a great comic book DC writer, but he's also been kind of like a creative director for video games. Oh, okay. So he's got experience there already. Yeah. So I think that's kind of why they got him to write the comic because he, he knows video games in and outs too. So like, um, he has a lot of experience. He's also an award winner. He's won the Russell Hexter grant and he's also won, I've never heard of this. 
um, the Coca-Cola Refreshing Filmmakers Award. <laughs> ah, okay. Coco Chris Color. <laughs> um but yeah anyway like i said he he's so good at writing the comic books that they got him to write the story for the video games the comic is uh drawn by dexter soy right looking at the comic and the art style what race do you think this artist is uh i'm guessing asian yes (laughs) okay it's it's close to anime it's it's nearing that border yeah yeah uh dexter soy is filipino oh nice Um, he's done uh, like a plethora of comic books for DC. He's done like Batman and the Outsiders, uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws, and a bunch of just like other random DC comics that it's like not the main line, but a lot of like the filler comics, which are, are also very good. Cool. Cool. Um, for Marvel, he's done work on Captain Marvel, Guardians of the Galaxy, X-Men. And then do you remember my favorite comic book, Uncanny X-Force by Rick Remender? Yes, I do. Do you remember the team that took over that title after? And it was like a more of a like a female-led uncanny x-force team yeah we're talking about like psylocke is kind of leading everything yeah okay uh he drew on that series okay okay cool cool yeah so dexter soy definitely a good artist i really like his work especially in this moral combat book nice nice all right so that's moral combat (laughs) Um, if I lost you already, just try to keep up because it's going to get even more confusing once we actually get into the book. If we lost you, it's your fault. It's your fault. Play all 10 games, then you could realize what I'm talking about. It's all it takes. It's that easy. <laughs> Do your homework. Blood Ties starts off in the Himalayans, and we see this character running. And this guy looks like a ninja. He's got a blindfold, but it covers his eyes. Okay. And he's got a child on his back, like he's piggyback riding, trying to escape. And we see him and the people chasing him finally catch up to him because they shoot a bow and arrow or they shoot an arrow into his leg. These people, they look like uh, maybe a bunch of ninjas, but with like red goggles on and their main leader has no shirt on and <laughs> and this big red tech orb like like circle on his left peck. And he's got also this kind of funny looking hat on. Who's this guy? I don't know who this guy is. Uh, it doesn't matter who that guy is because that guy dies pretty much right away. Pretty much, yeah. Because like a chain dagger spear thing goes through his chest out of nowhere and we know who this guy is it is scorpion comes out of the shadows and kills this guy scorpion uh takes him out and apparently scorpion is helping out these two individuals behind him are the shirai ryu and those are like the ninjas of his clan right right uh scorpion's like the yellow costume guy and his clan all wears yellow okay gotcha and he's got fire powers right that's his whole kind of yeah kind of okay well yeah he has fire powers because he has the demon curse where he like went to hell or something like that okay think spawn yeah <laughs> we go back to their base and we see the the ninja that he helped the one with the blindfold over his eyes is his old friend uh kenshi Kenshi, right? okay. Kenshi, um, he's a like later Mortal Kombat character that I don't really know. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Throwaway character. <laughs> he's not a throw. I mean, I just I didn't play the games that he was in. Okay, gotcha. Um, the boy that I was, he was helping is actually Kenshi's son, uh, Takeda. And turns out Kenshi was like infiltrating that group. That group I think is called the the Black Dragons. Mm. And um, Black Dragons are like this ninja underground evil organization, right? And the Black Dragon. Actually, after the, their family, they, they infiltrated their home. And while he was gone, they attacked his wife. But his wife was smart enough to tell his son to leave out on his own while his wife takes out a sword and attacks the black dragon that were attacking. But 
not enough of a fight and she she died there right so all that's left is him and his son and him and his son don't have a great relationship he wasn't around to like raise him right okay. so she he also kind of like doesn't like him but can she tell scorpion like uh i have to complete my mission and stop the black dragons so i'm gonna leave my son takeda with you he should be safe with you right <sighs> and so he leaves him there and he doesn't just leave him there overnight he leaves him there for like years for a while as uh takeda has to learn how to fight in the shirai ryu temple uh scorpions got him training with this other guy and he's brand new to this he doesn't know what he's doing right this other guy his name is fox and um over the years they become like friends like i think he's there for like five years oh and he's now become like a student of scorpion and he's like training him but takeda like he didn't sign up for this so he doesn't really want to learn he he's more like passive and he wants to like run away rather than fight and scorpion's trying to teach him like no you gotta like fight and take on your your problems head on and after the years go on takeda's got some skills he can pit up a fight with fox and kind of gaining some respect in in the temple meanwhile fox is like slowly trying to hear like voices in his head and he's trying to like ignore it but the voices are getting stronger and stronger and it's like driving him crazy to the point where it's it's telling him to uh kill everybody fox just goes crazy he takes a blade that he finds and he cuts his face off like he cuts a row all the way around his face and takes it off peels his skin off like a mask one night he kills everyone around them except for takeda he takes a knife to takeda's neck waking him up out of bed it's threatening him he shows takeda that he's also captured scorpion already scorpion is like tied up and hanging upside down and fox is talking like not him like he's almost like possessed and he's there saying like i'm gonna kill scorpion and we actually see like a brief um history of scorpion it's almost like he's showing him his worst nightmare yeah because we see like scorpion's past where his family is killed by sub-zero and he has to like make a deal and go to hell and like be cursed and remember like at this point of the story scorpion is like no longer cursed like he's beyond this point right all maybe redeemed already and yeah he's not tied to uh the uh nether realm i believe so he's right. like if spawn was like I'm not dealing with the devil anymore. Right. And Fox is telling Takeda, like, kill Scorpion, right? And he's giving him the sword to do it. But instead, he tries to attack Fox, and Fox knocks him out. So with, like, last-ditch effort, Scorpion taps into that demon power that he doesn't like to use anymore, but he has to. And he breaks free of his chains, and he grabs the that special knife away from Fox, and he does, like, that... It's like a finish-him move where he just, like, blows fire onto um, Fox's face and, like, just burns him alive. He takes that knife and splits it straight into Fox's heart and rips upward, splitting him in two. So Fox and Takeda are the only ones left alive and they have to burn down the temple so there's no evidence of them, that they're still survivors and they have to like leave. And they're like up in the Himalayas, so they're like treaching through the snow trying to get away and scorpion is saying like okay we, we have one place to go and the place they're trying to get to is the sky temple and that is like raiden's like temple okay now raiden again he's the god of thunder is that right lightning lightning okay gotcha <laughs> um <laughs> raiden he's also the protector of earth right he's like the guardian yes. of earth realm he's the one mm -hmm. that picks whoever's gonna fight in the mortal combat uh, yes. tournament yes he's like earth's general manager okay <laughs> <laughs> he picks and chooses who's who's up to bat <laughs> yeah 
Raiden senses like there's a threat coming, right? So he opens his box. He's talking to Fujin. Fujin is the god of wind. Um, also kind of like kind of like a protector of Earth too, but not like Raiden. Like really it's Raiden's responsibility. Um, he opens his box and it has like a similar dagger that, that Scorpion has, except this one's like glowing red. And Raiden says like, I know I shouldn't do this, but it needs to be done so I know about the threat that's coming. So what he does is he cuts himself, which is like a blood sacrifice. And that gives him vision to see what the threat is that's coming. But by doing this, it's also like cursing Raiden. So just just go with it. It makes sense if you play the games. <laughs> so he cuts himself to get the vision of the threat. And he gets all these visions of like the forthcoming future. And he realizes like, oh no, the wheel's already in motion. Uh, like the threat is already coming. Coming, I'm too late. So we catch up with some of the Earth Realm characters. These are some of the new people: Cassie Cage and right. Jackie Briggs. That's is Jack's daughter, mm-hmm. and they're finding out like they're two um, Earth warriors. Like they can can fight themselves, and they're training in just a, a living room in Venice, California. And they're finding it's kind of like a maybe Charlie's Angels Kill Bill type of fight where they're like just breaking everything in the room. You know what's cool in the room? Because this is Johnny Cage's house. What's cool in the room is that there's a Super Nintendo. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> just a little nod to the video game. The origins. And Johnny Cage is not the best actor, right? One of the things they break no. is a, uh, a Blueberry Award, which is kind of a joke like the Raspberry Awards that Johnny won in his hit movie Ninja Mime. <laughs> Now, Cassie is the daughter of Johnny Cage and Sonya Blade. Sonya Blade is like this hard-ass military, like her way only kind of kind of a person. So she actually doesn't get along with Cassie. Her own and, daughter? Yeah, her own daughter. They don't really get along because she's like a hard ass right and we see her and she's like leading the squad in the military that is kind of like it's weird because some earth realm military people know about the whole like magic outworld and nether realm and they're forming teams to fight them but it's not like the whole military it's not like the whole u.s knows about this what that's so i mean we're at game 10 already supposedly the i think the world knows not yet no it's like a, it's always like a secret tournament so lame okay whatever <laughs> <laughs> and they get a message at their base that apparently representatives of Outworld have shown up because they want to work with them because there is another clan called the Red Dragons. Now, I remember earlier in the book, we were talking about the Black Dragons. The Black Dragons are like an offshoot of the Red Dragons. And the Red Dragons are, again, another evil ninja organization. But they're like the Black Dragons separated from them because the Red Dragons are too strict. <laughs> Don't like these rules. They're like way too like hard and like everything must be done with like, I don't know, the, tr- the traditional way. All right. Okay. Lights out at 10. They don't like those rules. <laughs> <laughs> so the representatives of Outworld show up and it is Kotal Khan. He's like the leader of Outworld. Um, Devora, which is like, she's like an insect woman warrior. Yes. She's got these weird like spider legs that shoot up from her back and she can fight with those just Looks like she only has two of them. I don't like that. And then this other guy who is, I feel like he's kind of like plays the fence of which team he's on always. He's kind of like always like whatever team benefits me. That's the team I'm on. This guy's name is Aaron Black. Aaron Black. And he looks like a gunslinger cowboy type type of deal. Yeah. 
Gunslinger cowboy, but not from Earthrealm. No, more like a ninja cowboy. <laughs> I wouldn't see their thing, but also ninja. Now, of course, they're like invading the base, even though they're there to like form an alliance. They're invading, so they've been like captured. They're like chained up. And Sonya Blade is there asking, like, why are you here? And he's saying, like, we need to team up because this threat is coming, and um, both of us are going to need to work together. But Sonya doesn't believe them, and Devora is like, okay, we, he's trying to tell like Kotokan, like, we don't need them either, right? And they all kind of like break free of their chains and just start like this whole fight between them. So they're fighting it out. Everyone's using all their weapons, trying to get at each other. And suddenly out of nowhere, Raiden shows up from the sky. He kind of just jolts down like full energy, like a lightning. And it kind of strikes everyone, kind of shudders them and stops them. Yeah. And it's swearing like enough with your fighting. A bigger threat is coming, right? Meanwhile, we cut back to uh, Cassie and Jackie and uh, they're going to a club, but it's not a regular club. They're they're going to a fight club. <laughs> it's a, like a UFC, you know, octagon type of deal. You see these um, regular people fighting it out, trying to prove their might. Test your might. And Cassie, I think she's bringing Jackie here to be like, prove that she is a real fighter because she wants to prove like, yeah, I'm not like what you think I am because her dad is just an actor, right? Right, not a fake. She's like, I really know how to fight, so I'm going to show you I can fight. And she like volunteers to go into the next fight. But little does she know that these are not like UFC fight till someone's knocked out. It's like fight to the death. What? How can this <laughs> exist? This is still Earthrealm. <laughs> how can this exist at all? They're making their own Mortal Kombat? I don't know. Um, Cassie, she actually has to fight this other character named Frost. And um, she has ice powers, wouldn't you know it? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, this character came later from my video game experience, so I don't really know this character that much, but I've seen her around, and she's cool. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> cooler than cool so they're fighting um frost is kicking her butt though so cassie has to like fight dirty and she like headbutts her and is able to like throw her down and she like submits her like she wraps her in like a chokehold and she's like knocked out so to cassie like okay i won it's over okay mission accomplished right but it's to the death um cassie she's everyone's yelling at her to kill her kill her and you know finish the job but cassie won't do it she's uh she's a hero she's johnny cage's daughter yeah she can't do that she's not a killer no. But a bunch of guards grab Jackie and have a gun to her. And it's like, you have to kill her. Otherwise, we're going to kill your friend. The thing is, from above, there's a big explosion. And swooping in are these two characters. This one guy in a red suit and a, an axe. And this one woman in this purple jumpsuit with two swords. And they represent the Black Dragons. And they're there to capture Cassie and Jackie. So Cassie and Jackie are like running away. They even like grab Frost with them, right? Because they don't want her to die either. Okay. But they're being chased. So Cassie, what she does is um, she grabs her phone and it's funny because she she takes a selfie, right? Selfie shot so they can get a picture of who's chasing them because uh, they don't think they're going to get away, but maybe they can leave a clue for somebody else. And that's exactly what she does. She takes a shot and she throws her phone to the side as they get like sucked into like another portal, like another dimension. Hours later, Sonya does find the phone and can see who was in the picture. And it was that gunslinger guy, Aaron Black from earlier. Right. Like I said, he's playing both sides. What a cheat. We jump now to Outworld, which I think is where all the cool stuff happens anyway. We're there with Kotal Khan. Remember, he's like the new leader. 
He's like a good guy that is not a good guy kind of thing. He's <laughs> he's that for himself, and that's you're as good as you are when you're that. You right. Know. He's not like an evil guy like Shao Kahn was, but he's not necessarily a good guy either. But he's the leader of Outworld. Um, his dad is there, who's no longer king, and he kind of thinks his dad is a coward because his dad used to be king, but like surrendered when Shao Kahn like tried to take over. Tried to invade because yeah, he surrendered to like save his people. Otherwise, he would have killed all of them. But now that Shao Kahn's dead, Kotal Kahn is the new leader, right? Kotal Kahn's kind of cool. He even stole Shao Kahn's war hammer when he died, and he gave yeah. it to his dad to use. Yeah. Um, the thing about the thing is, when you're the leader, you have these followers. So like, even Shao Kahn's old followers. Now that Kotal Kahn is the leader, they kind of like just switch and follow him now. So like, do you know the character Goro? I I know him from the movie. He he was the coolest. <laughs> he's obviously the coolest one because he got four arms. More arms yep. means more power. <laughs> and so he also is like this barbarian-looking guy. Also doesn't wear a shirt and like, long <laughs> ponytail. Goro, it's kind of like he is alliances to the throne. So like now he used to be like Shao Kahn's general. Right hand. Now that Shao Kahn's dead and Kotal Kahn's the leader, even though they're against each other, he's now uh, allegiance with Kotal Kahn, right? Oh, okay. And he sent him on a mission to defeat Melina. Melina is like a defector and she's trying to take over the throne too, right? Yes, she's the one with the mouth. <laughs> she's the one with the mouth. <laughs> she has All these... other females don't have mouths. <laughs> she has these like sharp teeth that are like uh, like monstrous teeth that are in her mouth. And you, she looks weird. She wears this mask all the time. But, uh... yeah, she's the one with the teeth in her mouth. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, Goro was sent there to like defeat her. But turns out he's betraying Kotal Kahn and he's joining her. Oh, crap. All right. So Kotal Kahn sent his dad with a bunch of other soldiers to defeat them, right? And he has Shao Kahn's like big hammer, right? It's like kind of like a stormbreaker or something, right? Pretty much, yeah. And he's fighting Goro now in the battlefield. But Goro is able to like, take the upper hand and defeat uh, Kotal Kahn's dad. Nice. There was a cool scene here, though, where um, Kotal Kahn was able to rock Goro across the head with the warhammer. And mm -hmm. they do this cool shot that you do in the video games where they do an x-ray vision and go inside someone's head and you can see the skull as kind of getting cracked open, kind of like smushed in the in the, the bones cracking. They do that a lot in the video game. Yeah. They, they do that in the comic book too, which I think is pretty cool. Um, they think Goro is like alone, but really he is with the red dragons. And they have, it's weird because the red dragons, like as much as they are like strict, they also have like cloaking technology. What the hell? <laughs> so they kind of just all appear on the battlefield. Not the other army didn't know that they're all there. And they're led by this guy named Movado. So again, uh, Kotal Kahn's dad is dead and all the army that they sent there are like slaughtered by the red dragons. And once Kotal Kahn realizes this, he's like so pissed. How could he like send his dad out to do that? Like feels like he sent his dad out to die. And what he does is he pulls out a dagger and it's similar to like all the daggers that like Raiden had and Scorpion has and he does the same thing that Raiden does it does like a blood sacrifice curse thing where he like cuts his skin and it's almost like 
a sacrifice to the gods to give him more power. So he's feeling energized now, and he actually goes out to the castle Goro is with, and he goes there alone, kind of facing this gigantic army of the red dragon. Um, the Goro, Goro has a special guy, Rain, that can turn off all the sunlight, and apparently that dampens the power of Kotokan's people. So they yeah. think um, they've got the upper hand on Kotokan. He arrives by himself, but with this red dagger, he's able to call upon this godlike energy, and the gigantic sunbeam shoots down and kills Rain, and letting the sunlight out. And Kotokan is like full blast, taking down Red Dragon left and right. There's this cool shot where he takes his sword, and he stabs two guys and lifts them up. <laughs> really, whoa, yeah. nice. Do you know who Kotokan reminds me of? Uh, who? Mumra. Mumra. Oh, that's pretty pretty <laughs> on point. Yeah, he has that look with the headdress and everything, and blue yeah. skin. Yeah. <laughs> So it's pretty much like in um, Troy where uh, he's calling out Hector, where Brad Pitt's calling out Hector. Yeah. Kotokan shows up, kills all these guys, and he's calling out Goro. It's like, I'm here to kill you because you killed my dad, right? So Goro is up for the fight. He goes down and he meets Kotokan like in the middle of the battlefield. Kotokan only has two hand arms. Like, how is he going <laughs> to keep up with him? <laughs> Goro. He's even got this magic power. He shoots out these green blasts out of his fist as they shoot out into Kolokan. Kolokan looks like he's getting his butt whooped. Um, Goro, with his two upper arms, yeah. is choking uh, Kolokan while like his lower arms are like just like punching him in the gut. Nice, nice. <laughs> And Koro's like getting enraged, so he grabs Goro's hands that are choking him, and then with his legs pushes away, like kicking Goro in the chest. And it's so strong that he rips his arms off, like his top two arms. Holy crap! Just back to normal, like everyone else. But uh, Kotokan <laughs> takes his sword and cuts off his two other arms. He's got zero arms. He went from four to zero, <laughs> just like that. <laughs> And Kotal now is like victorious. He is about to like burn everybody and like defeat Goro. But out of nowhere, a bullet comes flying and hits Kotal on the side. What? And we turn back and we see it's Sonya Blade. Here in that world? And the reason she's attacking Kotal Khan is because she thinks um, they have her daughter. Because remember earlier, Aaron Black was with Kotal Khan. Oh. But really, Aaron Black is like playing both sides. So it's not Kotal Khan that has her daughter. It's, um, I believe it's like the Red Dragons. The Red Dragon, right. Aaron Black is playing two different sides. Sonya is totally ready to kill off Kotal Khan with her gun there. But who stops her? But Johnny Cage, the other the movie star. Is, <laughs> and he's so, he's so like cheesy. And uh, I love his attitude. <laughs> it's funny here because like he's talking, Johnny Cage is talking to Kotal Khan. He's like, this guy kidnapped our daughter. We're just after him. Uh, do you know this guy? And he sh he's showing him on his cell phone. So now Kotal Khan's like holding like an iPhone looking at it. It's like it's so weird. It's like this Aztecian warrior from another dimension is like looking at a, a smartphone. <laughs> Hopping on Twitter. He's like scrolling. <laughs> and he's pretty much like, yeah, it's Aaron Black. He used to be with us, but now he's not with us. And we see now that Cassie and Jackie are being kidnapped and they're being held captive by Aaron Black. And Aaron Black is now working with Kano. Kano is this, uh, well, in the movie, he's an Australian guy. And he's yeah. got this um, metallic kind of face cover with a red eye that can shoot out laser beams. So Kano, it's he's kind of a weird villain because he's from Earthrealm, but he's pretty much just lived in Outworld now as a bad guy. Since like the first game? Like that's his? Yeah. So okay. it's, it's like he's just like an Outworld person now. All right. I'll take your word for it. I don't know these characters, but okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
um, we finally catch up with Scorpion and Takeda. Remember, this whole time they've been traveling to the Sky Tower, Sky Temple. Right, to get to Raiden and uh, figure out what to do, what, like, what went wrong. So they're right outside and they made a camp and the storm is brewing and it's because Raiden knows that they're there and he appears like through like this lightning bolt and he's starting to attack Scorpion. Now remember, Raiden did like that blood curse sacrifice. So he's kind of like not really Raiden right now. He's almost like an evil version of Raiden. He's uh, been taken control of by the dagger, it looks like. And he just had, he's attacking Scorpion, who's now a good guy. And they're fighting it through in the field. Takeda, from behind, he takes his sword and stabs Raiden through the gut. But while he's holding Scorpion and he has like the sword through his stomach with Takeda, it's almost like he shazams it and summons like lightning to strike all of them, which pretty much kills Takeda. Takeda, he's just kind of still a growing kid and he just got struck with a thunderbolt. He doesn't really use much magic yet. So he's really injured. Scorpion, he snaps out of it. He teleports and grabs Takeda out of there. Yeah, it, that's one of my favorite moves is Scorpion has like that teleporting power. So he teleports, grabs Takeda, and teleports him out of there. And Raiden is there with his like dagger through his chest, like the sword. And he's like, as he's like pulling it out, Scorpion appears back and like grabs uh, the sword and like rips it out of uh, Raiden oh, and like crap. knocks Raiden out. Raiden comes to like coughing and he's like, okay, I'm out of that weird state that I was in. I, I, I know mm -hmm. what's going on now. And he's feeling sorry for Takeda that he almost killed him. So he's telling Scorpion, like, if we can bring him up to the Sky Temple, I can save him. So they go up there and he has like this healing area that he is almost like full of energy, right? And he's trying to heal Takeda again using like his lightning powers. And not only does he like heal him back to health, he's almost like stronger than he was before. He says like, I feel like invincible now. <laughs> the comic book. The comic book. <laughs> Robert Kirkman. <laughs> Um, so Raiden explains what was going on. He was um, in this weird state held controlled by the dagger. And that dagger belongs to a group of other daggers called the Kami Dogu. Yes. Um, the Kami Dogu, it's kind of like they're horcruxes. Oh, yeah. That, that <laughs> makes sense. Yes. Because when they've defeated the evil sorcerer Shinnok, this is like the middle trilogy of Mortal Kombat, mm. they couldn't kill him. So they trapped him in like this amulet thing, right? Of course. Uh, as you do right. and instead of like destroying the amulet what they had to do was lock him in there and the keys to the amulet are like a bunch of these daggers right of course makes sense <laughs> so to keep these daggers safe he gave them to all these warriors like he gave one to Scorpion he gave one to Kotal Kahn and like a bunch of other Mortal Kombat warriors right but he didn't tell them he just gave them daggers he didn't tell them like these are the keys that could unlock Shinnok <laughs> It was just like a gift like like that. But actually, they are also cursed. They yeah. do things like that, like took out Shinnok. So they keep some of his evil energy in them. Uh, Scorpion's pissed. He didn't know at all this whole time. They're cursed. Back in Outworld, Sonya Blade and um, Devora. Remember, she's like Kotal Kahn's like assistant or whatever. Yeah, the um, insect lady. Yeah, the insect lady. She's helping Sonya and all like her squad find the daughters, right? And they're like looking for them in the woods. Remember, they're captured by Kano, right? Um, turns out Kano and his clan were stopped by the Red Dragons, led by Movado, 
and Kano and Aaron Black are with the Black Dragons. So it was like the two ninja gangs are facing off. It's like West Side Story as they're fighting off the two dragon teams. Um, just go at it. Kano uses his red eye beam to take out some of these red dragons and take them down. And while all this like fighting is happening, Jackie and Cassie use this chance to break free and they get into the fight too. And they're pretty much fighting everybody, right? Right. They were held captive and the each dragon team wants them to for to take to their leader right now. Um Kano he realizes he's losing out right now that his dragon team's not uh, gonna win so he asked for the portal stone that of course is in the story from uh, Aaron Black and says give me the stone I'll teleport us out of here right and he opens the teleport like portal and jumps in and closes it without Aaron Black <laughs> and Aaron Black's like oh you son of a <laughs> and then right when he says that uh, Movado like with two swords slices his head off oh crap so now it's just the red dragons led by Movado and they turn around and they see the two daughters Jackie and Casey Cassie and they've pulled out machine guns and they're shooting up all the red dragons they get the upper hand on Movado Jackie puts him in a full Nelson while Cassie just takes out one of his legs takes out his own sword and slices him from crotch to throat his entire like <laughs> guts fall out this book is not shy about showing like guts and organs being spilled out <laughs> not at all you know finish him is throughout the entire book by the end of the book we finally see who's like really running the show and the big master plan of all this and we see that it is this new character that i don't know oh. his name is havoc and he almost looks like a demon shao khan almost with this like skull like face and um you know warrior type clothing up on his throne and he's got his whole dragon team along with him yeah it's the red dragons and and they have captured the two daughters again, so um, Cassie and Jackie, and they have brought them to Shang Tsung's island. This is where like the first tournament took place. Oh, okay. So that's how that first volume ends, Blood Ties. There's, I think there's three more volumes of prequels before the game happens. We get to 10. We'll come at 10. And um, I haven't read those, but I know the titles. I think it's like the next one's like Blood Gods, and then the third one's like Blood Something. So it's all about blood. Of course, of course. Because, um, I mean, the games are, are rated G, right? I mean, they have to show. <laughs> right, yeah. They have to show all the blood in the comics because they can't show in the games. <laughs> Um, I know this book is pretty confusing. It expects you to know history of a bunch of characters already. If not that, it expects you to have an older brother that can explain everything. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know everything. Like, there's characters in this book that I don't know. Right. You like, didn't play all 11 games, right? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. um, nonetheless, I love it. I love ninjas. And this has no shortage of ninjas. Like, there's stuff that we didn't cover here because it was just too dense of a story. But, like, Sub-Zero appears every now and then this in this book. Uh, Reptiles in this book. So there's yeah. a bunch of ninjas. Um, Rain is in it, like you said. But, I mean, like, it's every color. There's a ninja of that color. There is. There is. I think my favorite is Reptile. I don't really know his deal. I know he talks with a lisp. Um, he's a reptile. He's a reptile. Um <laughs> I think we also skipped this part of the book that was Kotal Khan's like origin story where he yeah, jumps. Yeah, there's like a little tie-in book. He jumps into like the Aztec, uh, like actual Aztec Earth Realm world, and that thought that thought yes. that was kind of cool story and made me like yeah. that character. Yeah, he has like a little origin tie-in book in the middle of the trade where it's almost like a, a warrior's journey kind of thing. Yeah, where he learns to be a man, where his dad sends him to Earth Realm, and he almost becomes like leader of the Aztecs. <laughs> yeah, maybe want to like you know Earth Realm has. Johnny 
a cage, but Outworld has Kotal I kind of want to join them. I'd probably pick that side. Um, have you played Mortal Kombat 11? No. Or 10 or 9? No, no, no. Those are the newer ones, right? Like, I... I I haven't played I don't know if I've played any. Okay. You should. I think it's cool and since you like Kotal Khan so much, he's a pretty cool character in the video games. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. I like his, he's like I like his, his big style. brute kind of a character. Oh. Yeah. I think uh, I think he can turn into like a tiger also. I'm what? Not sure. Yeah. <laughs> um so that's Mortal Kombat. Yes. Yeah. Right. Mortal Kombat does it is pretty cool. It's a weird mythos that just tosses everything out there because it's so many different realms they can. So yeah, and and they have had 10, 11 different games to do it. Totally. So hopefully um, the movie coming out this week is not as complex as this story. Um, I hope that I've heard good reviews already. Like I heard it's a fun movie, so I'm excited for it. Um, the book, little little out there, more to dig into, but uh, I'm probably just gonna stick with the movie. Okay, I think I think I'm gonna do the same because this is taking in the baggage of nine other games. I think the movie's not, so yeah. condensing it out. We'll see. We'll see if it's better than Godzilla versus Kong because that's that's our battle between the two of us. Mm-hmm. It's up in the air. <laughs> All right, uh, that is it for Moral Combat. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, let's get into side stories. Okay, I teased it a little bit in the news that I'm going to talk about my experience buying Disneyland tickets. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. Uh, I have a separate side story, but I guess this is also worth talking about. Go for it. Um, so the way they do it is you would enter the website and there would be like kind of like a waiting room. And right at 8 o'clock a.m., the tickets would go on sale and they'll randomly, I, I want to say it's random, but I have no idea. They'll select a chunk of those people to put in line to buy tickets and you'll get a message on your screen either saying like you have more than an hour wait which could be whatever more (laughs) than an hour okay yeah or you'll say like you'll have less than an hour or you'll get down to like the actual minutes like you have 30 minutes your approximate wait time is whatever whatever right most people got more than an hour right yeah i heard some long long wait times yeah i've looked up since then and people have waited all day like over 12 hours wow just left the screen on because it was i signed on at like 7 45 a.m to get the tickets at 8 a.m right Jeez, i saw six hours for some people but 12 hours man that's commitment yeah yeah I mean, all you do is just leave the screen on, but <laughs> true, <laughs> they wanted those tickets. Um, the reason why the demand is so high is because they've been closed for a year. Now you have to buy tickets. And then not only do you need to buy tickets, you need to make a reservation to go once you have tickets. Okay. Two-step program. Gotcha. Meaning you have to select the date you want to actually go there. So it was a little bit confusing once you got in, but getting in was the hard part. For most people. <laughs> but but look at you. I, I don't know how it happened, but when I logged in and right at like eight o'clock, it was like, okay, your wait time was like three minutes. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was prepared to wait like two hours. I told myself if, if I wait two hours, that's long enough. I'm not going to wait forever. Right. Okay. I see. All right. Because we were like, whatever. Yeah. If we get it, we get it. Right. Yeah. And honestly, I don't even want to go opening day. I want to go opening day of the Marvel land, not opening day of the actual theme park yeah yeah marvel land doesn't open till like a month later in uh early june yes so i was like i'll try but i'm not gonna waste the whole day trying to do it um luckily i didn't because it said your wait time is three minutes 
minutes and I was shocked. I didn't believe it at first. I was watching live streams of other people doing it and theirs said like over an hour and like the whole process for me, I was done by like 8.15. I can't believe you just lucked out. Like that's like a Hail Mary God, <laughs> 30 minutes. I have no idea. I didn't do anything special. I just waited in line and I was like, okay, you, what do you want? You're, you're next. <laughs> I think you came at it with a like, uh, whatever attitude and you know, that just came across cool. That. You're like, okay, this guy, mm-hmm. this guy belongs inside. <laughs> I was like, maybe I'll go. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what other plans I got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I will say tickets are expensive though, man. Yeah, I mean, after all this break, they uh, they need to make their money back somehow. I am used to buying an annual pass, which the more you go, the better value it is, right? Totally, yeah. And I think our annual pass is like 600 bucks. And we had gone, when we had that, we had gone like over 10 times. A lot of times, right? yeah. Well, yeah. 10 days, yeah, in total. 10, 10 days, 10 days we went at least. Yeah. So that brought the value of the cost of the thing like lower and lower per day, right? Right. Thing is, it are costs were cut short because of everything closed down right so we didn't yeah, pay the full yeah. price even yeah that too yeah <laughs> we didn't pay for, we didn't have to pay for a whole year because it closed down yeah um now though you don't have annual pass you have to pay per day and the cost per day we got the one where you could go to both parks in one day that's like over 200 bucks yeah yeah but you get to go to both and we uh were like one day is enough probably yeah and i really do want to see that marvel area so one day for 200 bucks i'll i'll do that but i'm not gonna do that like i'm not going 10 times at that price (laughs) man i wonder when the uh when the passes are gonna come back if they ever will coming soon a while from now yeah who knows i hope they come back yeah so anyway the way you do it is you buy the tickets it's confusing because like i said you have to make a reservation right yeah but the way they did is like hey pick the day you want to go and i pick the day i want to go and that just determines what price of ticket you need to buy because like weekends are more expensive than weekdays right yeah right right makes sense so I picked the day. They're like, okay, this is how much that ticket costs. Okay, buy the ticket. And I bought a ticket and it's like, okay, you're done. Transaction is done. Thinking that the reservation has been made because I picked the day. Right. That makes sense. Not, not true. You have to go back and then make the reservation. The only reason you pick a day is that determines how much the ticket costs. But that does not make a reservation. Sounds confusing. And I bet it very confused a lot of other people that thought they got the yes. reservation. Yeah. Luckily, I was not fooled because I looked at the <laughs> ticket and I was like, it doesn't say the day that I reserved nowhere on the ticket. So I checked the the email and I was like, okay, now you have the ticket, make a reservation. I was like, thank God I read this email. Otherwise I would have might've lost that day because it would have been booked. So I went back. It's a two-step thing, totally separate, made the reservation for the day I wanted. And they got a, a separate second confirmation email. So until you have that, until you have something that says the day you want, you, you, all you did is buy a ticket for nothing. <laughs> So any listeners that that did buy one, make sure you have the reservation because that's important. You might push back your trip further down the road now, actually. And honestly, this is the whole hassle of it was just the first day. I went back um, uh, a couple days later to see and the wait was like 30 seconds and then you could buy a ticket. Oh, okay. I wonder if those were orchestrated wait times to look (laughs) busy. No, but I mean like the days you want to go might be booked by now. Oh, that's true. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, but if you just want to buy a ticket, there's like no wait. Walk right in and buy a ticket. And then see what dates are available. Mm, okay. Man, you lucked right. out. I can't believe <laughs> can't believe Super that. lucky. Uh, I just wanted to mention that because we were talking about it earlier in the news. Mm-hmm. But my real side story, I'll try to make it quick. Uh, I watched the documentary about WeWork. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The the office what's, thing. What's up with that guy? <laughs> Is he weird? I haven't heard about this guy until this documentary was made. He's treating his company the look of like a tech company, right? 
Yeah. He treats yeah. his, uh, st- like, it's like a startup. Like, we're building a community uh, and everyone's going to use our app and all this stuff. In reality, they're just a r- real estate company because they're renting office space. So you have no tech behind whatever you're selling. Pretty much. I mean, for whoever doesn't know what WeWork is, it's like people rent out offices for like a day or something like that or just like a certain part of the day. It's not for yeah. the month or whatever. It's not like a yeah, lease. Yeah, you're not signing like a lease. It's just like an open area and you make a reservation for desk like sometimes it's a desk in the middle of like like what looks like a cafe or something oh okay gotcha so it's sometimes not even a whole office i didn't know i thought it was at least like a small room <laughs> no sometimes it's like a seat on like a long table with other people there with their laptops oh oh a shared table yeah oh sometimes it's like that gotcha yeah. okay communal yeah and they're really trying to sell this communal idea and they're getting all these investors in and buying renting more and more office space to get more clients to get more investors and it was just like this endless cycle of not making money i mean i thought that i thought that's real estate right i thought renting out real estate is the money maker in a just just (laughs) different way so they just rent out like an office for people and then but they're trying to like sell this idea that there's this really profitable company yeah but they're not they're just selling this like image right and they i guess they're not really making money this guy he kind of looks like jesus from what i've seen him (laughs) doesn't he he's got like shoulder length hair he was yeah he is like this long hair and he was almost making like a cult vibe with his um, employees because he would throw these elaborate parties and do like TED Talks and whatever about his great idea of building this community of workers and like there's all these startups working side by side and they're helping each other and we're building this better world and this is how business will always be done going forward and that's so not true like his company was like failing financially and he had to get more investors to just stay afloat but he i mean he's really good at making it look successful really okay i i saw for a while that there was like this money model is not going to work at all the rent cost is just too uh, like astronomic and they're not getting enough people yep. buying the stuff and then also there's like a pandemic happened and people are not trying yeah. to go in, in so, communal places if anything that definitely killed it <laughs> squashed it yeah but this i i realized because i've heard of, of we work we've actually i've actually used we work for my company okay what was your experience uh as as the client as the user it's pretty good okay like no real some complaints but i mean like it's there when you need it gotcha okay. um but as a as like an employee or or investor or something it's a terrible thing you'd be peeved right if this you like bought in so much and turns out <laughs> yeah what I learned from the documentary is I didn't know they had built other style uh, of companies of this style for other things. Like they did something called We Grow, which is like a private school that is in the WeWork style. How did that turn out? I mean, what does that mean? Like uh, like mixed grades and everything? or I don't know. I don't think it did well. Did not launch as, <laughs> as Holly? Okay. They're charging outrageous, like more than other private schools that are like real schools. Wow. Okay. <laughs> And then um, another thing called We Live, where like, imagine a whole building of WeWork, but it's like a dorm room and people live there. And the idea is like a lot of communal areas and you're like, all your friends live together in this building. And apparently like it kind of worked oh. because the people that live there almost never left the building. And it, it's kind of like a cult. Oh. And he said like, he said like people, when people said like, oh, I'm going to a party this weekend, they assumed it was just another floor in the building. Huh. Like they don't like leaving the building is like unheard of almost. That's that is cultish. Yeah, oh, gross. And he's just like brainwashing these people to accept his ideas. And 
I, I don't know. Like, turns out, like, his wife, who had, like, is not a boss or investor or owner in any way, but she had, like, a lot of influence in the company. Oh, the hell? No actual title yeah. order? No. She's just, like, wife of the CEO. <laughs> That's her title. <laughs> but, it, it, I mean, this is totally, like, fire fest of, <laughs> of tech. Of companies? Not yeah. even of tech. It's just real estate. Yeah, not even tech. He was he's selling his company like he's trying to value his company as a tech company, and it's not a tech company. You don't sell tech. <laughs> I mean, is there like an app or something? Is there something connected to it in that way? I mean, there's an app to like book a room, but I'm mean, like, you're yeah. not making an app. Like, yeah, he was trying to build like a society in his buildings, and it was like I think there was like a social media program that for all the people that use WeWork, but that no one used. Oh, insider, <laughs> Why would you? insider details. Yeah. Oh, wow. But what sucks is the most is like, yeah, this guy, I think it was like 60, 46 billion or something like that. Invested? I, I forget what the money was, but like, yeah, how to get that money and lose it. This is like the subtitle of the movie. Jeez. And he essentially got kicked out. Like they booted him up, but then he got a big like payoff for leaving so like not only is he ruined that company he got paid too and is like a millionaire now and he has like i don't know pretty much wasted everyone's money he's chilling man so like who i guess the investors are the ones that front the bill on that right i mean yeah. that makes sense they had to pay for rent I don't think, right i don't think they're ever profitable and i know like companies a lot of companies are not actually profitable they're just functioning and they cannot be profitable and people still get paid and things like that uh, yeah but that's not what this was right it's like actual no yeah. Okay. Because then you could not be profitable, but have a value. Like you could have a market value. Because he was. I don't think they ever went public, but people were like putting a price on him on the company if they were to go public, and it was like outrageous, like unheard of amounts of money. And then there's like a Chinese bank that invested in them too. Oh. Which like kind of screwed up everything because like the idea was you're the startup that everyone wants to be a part of, so they're investing. Yeah. But then this one Chinese bank company invested like four billion into them and so they can't represent themselves as like a struggling startup anymore you have hella money so now like the roles are reversed it's like you need us more than we need you kind of thing interesting okay so it's not like they need so many people to buy into their idea because they kind of have so much power now yeah it's like you we don't feel sorry for you anymore uh, and one of the people they're interviewing is the lawyer, like one of the lawyers for WeWork. Yeah. And he was reading this like proposal that they got from a company and he just wanted them to be part of WeWork, like to be a client of WeWork. Oh, okay. So the guy offered him like a year free rent, right, for this struggling company. And he's like, yeah, just remember that we gave you a free year as long as you solely like sign up with WeWork. And they did. And then the lawyer later found out that the struggling company that signed up for the free year was Microsoft. Hold, hold on, what? Exactly. Exactly. Like the owner just wanted Microsoft to be part of WeWork as a client that he gave him like free space for a year, which is like, that's a dumb move. Uh, that's yeah. That's, I guess that's using the money that was used for that space in whatever you view as right or like the right move for the company. But it's not really. But you're dumb. just burning. That space could be used to make money. Instead, you're throwing that money away just to say that Microsoft is one of your clients. Oh, for the name. Okay. I was wondering yeah. if it was some type of tech deal in that too. Maybe they get some. Uh, what tech? They rent out desks. <laughs> Extra mouse pads. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of zoons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Xbox 360s. Yeah, and apparently, like, they're paying their employees, like, way below average of what they should be getting paid. And they're getting stock options as, like, to make up for that. But, like, stock options for a company that is worth nothing is you get nothing. <laughs> I wonder what his whole thing was. Like, is he just trying to keep up the, the program going and that's all he really cared about? Does he know this payout that he got was coming? I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, regardless, he was living, like, a baller lifestyle. I bet. I mean, yeah, he looked like he he wanted that lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. So I, don't know, I watched that. We were. It's. I wouldn't say it's a great documentary, but it's kind of interesting. It's actually interesting content that it's behind. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, you can check it out on Hulu. That's where I watched it. Cool, cool. Um, for my side story, it's actually one of your favorite movies that I've never seen before. My cousin Vinny. Yes, <laughs> it is the best movie, right? I. It's pretty good. I mean, I we've. I watch a lot of TV like you have and a lot of old movies just hop in there. And for some reason, I never was able to catch my cousin Vinny. I was so surprised when you told me you haven't seen that movie. I'm kind of surprised too. It's just, you know, it's got Ralph Macchio as this uh, college kid with his other buddy in college and then kind of just traveling to across the South to uh, explore other colleges or whatever like that. And then they somehow get accused of murder, a murder (laughs) down in Alabama. Yep. yep. They don't have a lawyer on hand. They, they're not, they're just college people. <laughs> so they're like, a, you know, who I could call my cousin Vinny. <laughs> and it's, of course, Joe Pesci, right? Yep. Uh, and tagging along is his girlfriend, uh, Marissa Tomei. So it was it's a great movie. It's a pretty good movie. It's, pr- it's pretty funny. I mean, it's seeing this uh, Joe Pesci um, New Yorker guy uh, play this lawyer that's kind of brand new to the whole lawyering. Uh, <laughs> he's like brand new, like literally has not had a case before this. And he's got to represent his cousin on a murder case, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's pretty, it's a hilarious scenario. And it's like a fish out of water, like kind of even these four are fish out of water in the South, in the, the deep South of Alabama. I mean, they, they all just kind of in a weird way look down on them and the South looks down on them too as they're like, they did not keeping up with like the look of everything. They, I like how the funniest jokes are when Joe Pesci and Marissa Tomei like wake up in the the morning because yeah everyone in the south wakes up super early with the uh, all the farming they have to do and all the uh, like the, the 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 chickens wake them up right and then the the, right. the train has to pass by at four a.m. or whatever like that to wake them up. It's pretty funny, pretty funny movie. I mean, it's pretty good. Is is it like one of your favorite comedies of the time? What has a grit? Yeah, that's that's pretty funny. <laughs> I guess I haven't really had a grit until uh, recently. What is a grit? It's like corn. It's like corn mashed corn meal. I mean, <laughs> also like like the he's like dressing up in like a leather jacket and everything and like just regular jeans. In as a lawyer, he doesn't know how to, the real way to do things. And then the judge asks him to wear a suit uh, to yeah. do his loitering. And then he comes back. He's like, "Oh, you're serious about that?" <laughs> Uh, it's a great movie. I think it's a classic. Um, I mean, Marissa Tomei can't get any better than that. Yeah, Aunt May is looking great. <laughs> <laughs> I really like it when she like goes to the stand and she's like the expert witness. Expert witness because she knows cars, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the best part of the movie. Yeah, but yeah, I, I want to watch it again. Now you make me want to look it up. Man, we were talking about this because we we're like, oh yeah, you never seen this before, and we tried to find it in all the streaming services. Um, we're like looking up and down for it. It was on. It was not on anything. You know, what I watched yeah. it on was on YouTube. YouTube. It's on YouTube. It's, it's on YouTube. You know, free with ads. <laughs> so I was like, okay, nice. I could just watch this. Oh, pretty, cool. I'm gonna check that. Check out. it out. It's free, free uh, movie on there. Pretty dang funny. When I think Joe Pesci, though, I don't think funny. To be honest. I th- what I think of him in Goodfellas, and he terrifies me. In he's Goodfellas. funny. He's he's funny. Uh, and he's like, ah, 
I'm a clown. I amuse you. You know, I think of that scene all the time. <laughs> when I think of Joe Pesci, the first thing I think of is Home Alone. Yeah, he's a wet bandit. He's yeah, he's funny. A scary guy breaking into a house, invading <laughs> a home with a kid alone. Right. I mean, I know it's a funny, funny movie, but Joe Pesci scares me a bit. I haven't seen Ir- Irishman yet. Have you? Me neither. I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. It's like three freaking hours, and it's got a lot of praise and all that. I think it might be just the respect for these accomplished actors and Scorsese, maybe. But my cousin Vinny, there's pretty funny jokes in there. I mean, uh, I'll, I might watch it again. I can't believe I haven't seen it yet. The judge is the dad from the Munsters. Is he? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> Yeah, it's a great movie. I've seen every movie that Ralph Macho's been in. I mean, how many can you count? Is it <laughs> all five of them? All five of them. <laughs> Hold on. There's the three Karate Kids. There's this. What else is there? Uh, he's also in the the Warriors, the Outsiders, the Outsiders. Is that the one with the New York like two? No. Oh, it's it's the one with like the young actors like Tom Cruise and Matt Dillon, and they play like a gang of teenagers. I forget. West Side Story. <laughs> okay, gotcha. No. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, my cousin Vinny, I love it. My cousin Vinny, yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, I like it. Uh, still scares me a bit when he's going around the cell, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got for side stories this week, though. Cool. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything else. I probably rambled on too long, but um, guys, if you haven't already, please do not forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. You could check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Google Podcasts, or you can even stream us on Spotify. Absolutely, and of course, guys, remember to um, find us on all the social media at the reader copy podcast is where you can find us we're on instagram twitter and facebook thanks guys look out for us all right we'll be back next week with a brand new comic uh until then daniel do you want to hit him with the outro if you like what we had to say about the book pick it up and read your copy get over here test your mind (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i love test your mind that was my favorite all right see you guys bye (laughs) 